Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back, Hawks fans. Your boy Bryce Lewis back at it again for another Believe in the Hawks podcast. Back with more Hawks analysis after they played the Miami Heat tonight, losing to the Heat. Uh, a thorn in the Hawks side the last couple of years, you know, something that's been tough for this team to get over the hump, um, especially tonight's game. A little disappointing, especially with the injuries the Miami Heat had, Hawks losing this game. But, you know, I feel like there's a lot of things that we could take away from this game and kind of just break down in today's show. So that's what we're going to do on Believe in Hawks, man. Try to give you guys the breakdown of what everything I saw tonight uh, from the Hawks against the Miami Heat and a tough, tough loss. So before we get into that, obviously, don't forget to please, if you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, like the video, give your boys some love, you know what I'm saying? Trying to be able to eat off this one day, whatever, whatever. So, uh, you know, do that. But for real, though, appreciate you guys for tuning in. Let me be part of your day, really, honestly. It means a lot to me. Uh, when you guys listen and you know, uh, you know, share your thoughts also on the Hawks as well. Also follow me on Twitter. If you see me on YouTube, you can see it at the bottom of your screen. Or from audio listeners, it's B-R-I-C-E-Y-2-K, Bryce 2K. If you want to go catch up with all my takes there on that end of the spectrum. And then also, if you're also listening to this on audio, please don't forget to rate the podcast. Go ahead. We got push up the charts on whatever podcast you're deciding to listen to this on, whatever platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Google, anything like that, so we can get that going and have fun with that. So, like I said, guys, we're going to go ahead and get into the game, man. Hawks losing 117 to 109 to the Miami Heat tonight. Like I said, a tough, tough loss. Heat worth out. Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, two main players. So, obviously, that frustrated a lot of fans tonight with us losing to a team that does not, that is not at full strength, which I completely get. I get that. Um, I'm not going to say same old Hawks. I know some people were saying that on social. I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to look at this and say, we, we didn't play well tonight. Heat was able to dictate how the game went. They played physical. Yeah, we can talk about calls and referees were not good tonight, and they weren't. <laughs> but at the end of the day, we know how these Heat games go. It's nothing new. you got to know how to play it. Twin Siders said it after the game. Regardless of the external stuff, you sometimes got to execute through things. There's just things you just got to play through and be able to execute still because those opportunities are still there for it. You can't just say because that extra stuff happened, you can't you can't execute. So I think he took that approach tonight because he said, listen, I'll take responsibility. I didn't get these guys as, as ready as they needed to offensively, especially offensively. And, you know, it didn't work out. Now, obviously, the Hawks tonight had the most threes. I, I had one of their highest three-point shooting uh, made threes this year with 18 uh, in this game. But they only shot 44%. Miami shot 49%. Miami just from the first, really it was the first quarter. Hawks lost that first quarter, and it pretty much shielded the game for them. Hawks lost the first quarter, forty-one to twenty-four. I mean, you, re- you really can't do that in in today's league. You can't lose. That, and that's something I think happened a lot last year with this team, where they would just have one really bad quarter, and then that's where they were fighting. And this season has been a theme of they've been starting off slow and having to like fight through it and come back and win games, which is obviously not the best. You want the team to start a little bit faster. Everybody will agree with that. They want the team to start a little bit faster. That's completely fine. That completely makes sense. So I agree with that for sure. Um, but overall, I think, you know, you you, you, you you won two quarters and you tied in another, but it just the deficit was too much for you to overcome. With a team with Miami who was limited offensively, but 
one thing I've always said about the Miami Heat is that regardless of who's out there, they gonna play their style of basketball. They know through thick and thin, and this is something I've said the Hawks are trying to develop. Through thick and thin, they know regardless of what happens, we are going to be a physical defensive team regardless of who's on that floor because we believe if we play like that, it will give us a chance every single night regardless of who is playing for us. Listen, Miami's biggest issue at times is that they just don't get enough offense, but they're always really good defensively. You have those nights where you're not great defensively. I mean, it happens to all 30 teams in the league. But the Heat know they're they're doing their thing. And listen, like I said, I know some of the calls benefited the Heat tonight, and that pissed a lot of fans off too because they know that shenanigans that they could sometimes do can sometimes be in their favor. But overall, you know, we, we can't we can't look at that and say that was the end all be all for why we couldn't win. So, you know, we, we gotta play better than that. I mean, that's as simple simple as I can get. Trey had 27 tonight, struggled a lot early in this game. He really got a lot of these points in the fourth trying to come back. Um, Trey has struggled against the Heat since that playoff series a couple of years ago. Tonight was another example. I just think the Heat pretty much know every time they play Trey, they're just gonna play him really physical. And they're gonna and they're and they're and they're gonna be physical. And I think the biggest thing tonight too obviously Trey's had turnover issues in his game in general, but I, I think that he you know, they they make you make tough decisions. And Quinn Snyder also talked about this after the game about how just we penetrate when they when the, when the heat went zone tonight, he talked about how when we would penetrate, that's when we made mistakes because we weren't making the right decisions and we weren't making quick decisions. And I think and, and, and this and this happens. We always see this in the NBA where a team will start to do like They'll start using like a zone because a lot of things when they, when teams use different defenses, it's always like almost like a shocker because it's like usually most teams play man to man defense or you might do a little zone. When a team really goes full zone for a minute, it's like oh okay, well we got to play different offensively to beat the zone. And usually to beat the zone, you have to get inside, and then once you're inside of the zone, that's where you can then make plays to beat to then make plays within the zone. And the Hawks just didn't do a good job of that tonight. They had a total of 21 turnovers tonight. I think that is, I, I don't know if that's the highest turnover game they've had, but it's probably definitely up there. And especially there was a possession, there was the second half, the Hawks were cutting into the lead, and I believe they had like six turnovers and like eight possessions or something. I believe they turned the ball over just unbelievably too many times, and that and they had, he were able to bump the lead back up to 14. Or 17 points. And that's really where you can say the Hawks lost the game because you you were making you were slowly playing well, settling in, getting you're creeping back in there, and then that just completely re reset everything, and then he just never was gonna lose the lead in that way. You gotta play crisper, you gotta play better, and you can't turn the ball over against this team. He will, will eat you alive, regardless of who is playing on that side. They will eat you alive if you turn the ball over because that's that's the type of team they are. That's the type of team the Miami Heat are. So the Hawks have to be better with that. They cannot turn the ball over against this team and expect to have success. So, and they have to play. I mean, defensively, I think they settled in as the, as the game went on. But obviously, like I said, that first quarter did not help at all. Obviously, he had 25 free throw attempts to the uh, 
Hawks 18 had the same amount of assists. Hawks when rebounding. They've actually won a rebounding line of these games. But they had 10 steals too. Hawks also got teed up three times tonight. Obviously, there was a lot of frustration. When you play this Heat team, and I'm sure again, as we, as, as Hawks fans, as we are frustrated when we play the Heat. The players are frustrated as well. The Heat are just that type of team. They're basically a bunch of Patrick Beverly's that will try to get into your head and, and, and frustrate you and then get you off your game. They, they, but like the Heat have a very focused and concentrated way of how they want to play basketball. It is up to you to keep stay composed and be ready for that and be be able to, you know, adapt to that when whenever that happens because that can be tough. I like listen that that can be tough, but you have to adapt. And Trey said it too. He's like, listen, we just we just gotta play better. You know, the stuff they do is what they do. We, we just gotta play better. And, that, and that's really as simple as it really gets in that type of situation for this team trying to you know beat the Heat team that's been a thorn in the hawk side for a while now and you can then you can look at the the, the heat and let's look at this because i want to talk about this too and obviously yes hawk should probably win this game so i'm not gonna at all say that shouldn't happen clearly their best player of the floor is bam he was great tonight for them he gave him 26 17 and 4 he did his job in terms of they needed him to step up he he played really really well tonight bam did his job Listen, I know people sitting here talking about, oh, he ain't got nobody, blah, 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 blah. Listen, how many basketballs? Listen, I said when he drafted him that he was going to be a steal, and in the summer league, I saw he could play, and I, and I think he really can play. And tonight he had 29. Obviously, I get it. A guy like him, you don't want him beating you tonight, but he did. And I think he'll be a good player for them. I, I liked him at UCLA. But I but I get why people are frustrated that like, damn, we, we could we couldn't handle him. I get it. Frustrated with that. Kyle Lowry. I mean, he only took eight shots tonight. Four of those were threes. I mean, six of those were threes, he made four. He, he he impacts the game through through defense, taking charges, and just making key shots. That's what he did. I mean, Hayward Heisman, people were talking about how we let Hayward Heisman beat us. He only had 11 points tonight. He's just he, but he's but Hayward has six rebounds and five assists. He is a multifaceted utility player for that team. He does a lot of different things. As you can see, every team and every player has been. And then Josh Richardson went turned the clock back to like early 2010s Josh Richardson. It felt like. He played well off the bench, giving him 16. Like, realistically, they, they they got what they needed, like, in terms of a game like this. Like, you need your best player who's out there to play well, which they got. You just need one guy to step up. That was hot. That was uh, Vasquez. You need your veterans and your guys that you usually get the same consistency from to to, 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 to do well, which you got from Kyle Lowry. I mean, they, they pretty much did what they were supposed to do tonight in terms of them giving themselves a shot. Realistically, like I've said, the Hawks just didn't play well tonight. And that is ultimately what hurt this team tonight. Ultimately, that's what hurt this team tonight for the Hawks, and they just couldn't get over the pump. So, you know, we, we the thing is, like, sometimes really we, we like to disrespect the other side and say, oh, they don't got players that we should be losing against. But it's like, listen, these guys are in the NBA for a reason. And like I said, Eric Spolstra, We've seen him put on great coaching masterclasses. 
I mean, he 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 knows how to use his guys to their fullest potential. And that's why he are a tough team to be. Even that's why it's like you sit there and think the Heat shouldn't be that good or the Heat shouldn't do this and they do it because he just knows how to maximize everyone to their fullest potential and play a certain brand of basketball that will lead to that success. That's something the Hawks are trying to build where if Trey's out, the Jante's out, if, if, if Jalen's out, somebody's hurt or something, something or whatever, that we know at the end of the day, the Atlanta Hawks are going to play this style of basketball regardless. And I think that's something that takes time. And the Heat, where you have any love, been to build this over many, many years, even before Fulcher. So, like I said, frustrating to lose a game like how we did tonight. But it's a good learning experience, I think. It's a good, it's a good way of saying, okay, what did we do wrong in this game? Because at the end of the day, I'll say this. Even when Tyler Hero and Jimmy Butler come back and we play them again, only thing that really changes to me in that situation is offense. Defensively, they still won't play the exact same way they played tonight, so that's not going to change. You just got better offensive players on there that are coming back, and the Hawks have to be ready for that and obviously not allow them to win the first quarter 41-24. to 24. You can't, you know what I'm saying, you can't let that happen to you. That's not a, a, a formula for success. But yeah, so basically, I think overall, you, you take a game like this, this is a really good feedback game, and kind of say, okay, when we play teams like this team, what can we do better? How can we be better in this situation so this doesn't happen again? What are things that we can improve on our end? Jalen Johnson tonight, probably for the first time, this season probably didn't have a good game. He only played 22 minutes tonight, I think. And he didn't really have a great game, so to say, right? He only had what? He had nine points, four rebounds, two assists. You would probably say he had a he had a matchup advantage in this game, and he didn't really take advantage of it. And we needed a little bit more from him tonight. I mean, he's been one of the most consistent players. Tonight, he just didn't have a great game, and it and it felt like that, and I felt like that Schneider felt like maybe Bay, because of his spacing, because he could shoot, gave him a better opportunity against this team because of what they were doing. Because if you're playing zone, the team is trying to get you to take shots and take threes. That's what they're, they're trying to defend the perimeter, make you come inside, and then after that, you got to decide: okay, are we going to attack them or are we going to shoot? Obviously, Quinn is the guy who wants to put a lot of threes. And, you know, he felt like in this game, I need that shooting if we're going to get back into this game. And Jalen, obviously, even though he's improved the three ball, he's not considered a shooter yet. Bay is obviously the better three-point shooter between the two of them. So I kind of get why he went in that direction. Um, overall, I felt like the last couple of games in general, the bench hasn't really done a lot. I mean, Bogey gave you some, gave you, um, some buckets tonight. I mean, he gave you 15, but Bay only had eight. Akongu's kind of gave you a couple of stinkers the last couple of games, if we're being completely honest. He needs to play better. Only took three shots tonight. Wesley Matthews got that ninth spot tonight. Um, I know a lot of people have been asking about A.J. Griffin um, and what that's looked like. I um, I'm not necessarily concerned. 
Steiner made a comment before the game today saying that Wesley would probably play around 10 minutes a game. And I know that is something that people are just like, why is AJ not in the rotation? Like firmly the first person that if we're going to make him ninth, like why is he not the ninth? Why are we garrison moving people around? People don't know what this means. Is, is, does that mean they want to trade him? Like, what does this mean? There's so many questions that people have now because of this. Now, in terms of what Wesley did tonight, he played well. I mean, he gave he he. he the one thing about Wesley Matthews is he's a veteran, he, and he probably I don't want to say this, and, and people will react, but I feel like maybe Quinn feels like what he needs from that ninth is just a true three and D, like a true just he shoots in defense, all he does. AJ is someone who could do a little bit more than that. But I think within this, the realm of the offense, AJ's kind of a bit of a ball handler to me because he can break people down and get shots. you know, And, and that can be effective with cutting and things like that. And so I think he can work. I just think sometimes I think Quinn feels like I just need a guy who can post up in the corner and shoot threes, which AJ can do. But, I mean, I think we all feel like we're not maximizing AJ Griffin enough in that role. If, if that makes sense. Or Wesley Matthews, that's exactly what you would act like. Like if Wesley Matthews is playing for you in 2023, what we ask, what we ask United is legitimately what you would ask him to do. You would not expect anything more from him. If he's knocking down two, three threes a game, you're pretty happy with that. Like realistically. AJ, I feel like we have so much more expectation for. We expect so much more for him that I think sometimes we kind of get into this, you know, he needs to be playing more, take minutes away from Bay, take minutes away from these guys, take minutes away from Hunter, take minutes away from – and and if you look at the grand scheme of the roster, I just think Quinn doesn't feel like that is for the best interest of the team. Because here's the problem. I've always, I've always said that I think A.J. Griffin is more of a two to me who can play three, he's like Kevin Herbert. He's more of a two who can play three. And so he needs to be playing the two primarily. In this rotation, he's a three. But that's not his, to me, that's not his strongest strength. And I don't think Quinn wants him guarding threes a lot. He would rather him guard twos. That's why I said whenever DeJounte or Trey misses a game this year, you'll probably see AJ then, you know, shift into either starter or backup too just as like naturally i mean they could be and, and then you know and even if in it because like even if you lose them i mean the rotation will change once one of them come out because they also got to put a backup point guard in there so i think aj he um he's a, he's a little bit in limbo right now but i'm like i said i'm still gonna see how things play out because for all we know for literally all we know, Quinn could just still be playing with that ninth spot. And so I know we don't like it because we think AJ should be the ninth person and there should be no playing around with it. But, I mean, uh, Quinn, Quinn's going to do what he wants to do in that regard. He's going to play around with it. He's going to do different things with it and see what works for him. So all we get, all we can do is trust in the guy and, and see how it plays out. I mean, because realistically, those guys are not playing significant enough minutes, I feel like, to harm the team. But I also get some people's concerns about going with that eight-man rotation because you're putting a lot of minutes on those guys to win you games on a nightly basis. Because usually teams go to 10 
But then I still remember the times when we complain about Nate McMillan doing the all bench unit. Why are we doing all bench? We should have starters in here. I mean, every team plays differently, man. Every team plays differently. I mean, I mean, I mean, nine man rotation isn't bad at all. I I just think we we just think some minutes could or a lot of people feel like minutes could be given up for that ninth, maybe even tenth spot essentially, depending. So you know, I I get that. I get that for sure. Um. So you know, we'll have to see how that looks. Um, as time goes on, of course. Um, but again, I'm not too, I'm not too concerned right now. I mean, the one thing I want to tell people again: the Hawks are five and four right now, still winning record, and we still have seventy plus games left, guys. You got to stop with, with the panicking and the oh my god, we got to trade everybody. And the same with Hawks and like guys, we are nine games into the season. Some guys, I mean, listen. The Lakers before they beat Phoenix were three and five. The Clippers are like three and five, three and six. The Suns are like four and five. They're, they have a worse record right now than the Atlanta Hawks. But at the same time, I don't think anybody's worried that they're not going to be a playoff team and they're not going to be competitive. Because it's like I said, no, lot of, no, there's really not any team this season that has separated themselves from the pack. That's why you play 82 games, because as the season goes on, you'll see which teams are good, which teams are okay, which teams are bad, and which teams are great. Games are going to go on, you're just going to continue to play, and then we'll see what this Hawks team actually truly is over the course of games. These games are set here to give you an evenness of, like, okay, what is this team? Trust me, if the team is not performing well and the trade deadline is coming up, you will definitely hear the Hawks in trade talks. You will definitely hear the Hawks mention about movements and players. You'll probably hear Hunter's name. You'll probably hear Capella's name. That's It makes sense. May even hear AJ's. I know that's something a lot of people are worried about. But some people also realize that may be something that they need to accept. I don't know. But overall, for me, when it comes to this, there's no reason to panic. Like, guys, like it's like I feel like after every loss, we're always trying to think, Trade play didn't play well. We need to trade Hunter. We need to do this. Why is someone not getting enough money? And it's like, bro, like the Hawks are going to probably lose like 25, 35 games this year. Maybe a little bit more than that. You tell me, to have to, I mean, let's say we lose 30 games. If we lose 30 games, that means we're 52 and 30. Which obviously, if I said that was the record, y'all would probably be very happy with that record. But are you tell me with those thirty losses, we gonna sit here and complain after every loss? We need to trade. We should have did. Quinn ain't it. Did it? Listen, I understand being upset about losing to the Heat, undermanned, and you need the team to play better in the situation. But we will play the Heat three more times this season. Three more times. Like that, that's that's why in the NBA playoffs you don't have one game series. It's seven because <laughs> like this we'll know truly who the better team is because they play seven games at max, and that's the way I do. We have seventy plus games left. There is absolutely no reason for us to be sitting here panicking, worried, anything. I said, give me till the All Star break, and then we'll really. Really, it's trade deadline, realistically. Trade deadline is where you want to see what this team is. If this team is having issues and it's very, 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 very clear that we need to move some people, 
then we'll see what the front office does. But, you know, like I said, I mean, the Hawks right now are still fine. Like, I mean, like, like the season is not derailed. We are not two and eight right now. We are, we are five and four. Like, I get we don't want to lose games like this in the Charlotte game. I get that completely. I agree. We should win these games. But at the same time, I, I'm a person with patience. I'm a person who look at things and say, it's growing experience. It's a chance for us to get better. It's a chance for us to learn from this and understand, okay, what did we, what, where did we go wrong? Where did we mess up? Where did we, where did we, um, what did we not do right in this game? You learn from it. You grow from it. You play better the next game. I'll start in-season tournament next week. Tuesday, Detroit Pistons at Detroit. You got to get ready for that. And then they play, that's a back-to-back, because the next night they got to play the New York Knicks, where they lost two early in the season. So the Hawks got to let this go. Each Sunday, Monday off, two days. Go to Detroit. Get ready to go. Got to play in-season tournaments here. Also, tell me all this guy's thoughts on the uh, City Edition court and, and everything. Uh, I got confused earlier today. I was in the blender. I thought we were unveiling. I, I saw the court and I said, oh, wait, that's the in-season tourney court, but it was the city court. And I was like, wait, what? And I was like, uh, whatever. I keep getting stuff confused. That's coming next week. That's what I mean. But, you know, let me let me see. Like, tell me what y'all thoughts on the court. Did y'all like it? Are y'all, were y'all cool with it? Like, uh, honestly, I think the Hawk in, thing in there is pretty, pretty cool. Like, uh, honestly, and that shade of blue is one of my favorite shades of blue. So I, I don't really trip about it. I know other people don't really care for it. And everybody to each song. I mean, everybody has a opinion. I respect your opinion. So well, let, me, let, me know, let me know in the comments, man. Let me know. But um, overall, like I said, guys, I mean, you're five and four. I'm not really panicking. Disappointed we lost tonight. But nothing really to ride home about, cry about. We got to get some better performances from the guys. We need better performances from, from, from Capel. Capel, even though he did like terrible tonight, we just need you know a little bit more from him. Jalen hopefully bounces back. DeAndre, hopefully he's been a bit of a slump ever since he injured his uh dislocated his fingers. Hopefully he can get out of the slump. Hopefully we can get a little more from the bench. Uh Bay hasn't I feel like Bay's been a very inconsistent bench player this year for us. He's given us some good games, but he's given us some stinkers. Need a little bit more from him, especially in a contract year. I'm expecting some big things out of him. So he needs to turn up a little bit. Congo needs to turn it up a little bit. And we'll see what that knife man looks like for this team. But like I said, overall, I'm not really too worried about what's going on. Five and four, we're in a set of new position. We've got to get ready for easy in tournament play. Actually, just Detroit next week and get ready to go. I mean, also want to let you know, DeJounte uh, Murray, most consistent player still. He was pretty solid tonight. He's, I think he's shooting, uh, I think Reggie on Twitter, he said, I think he's shooting 41% from three, which if so, that's fantastic. I mean, he's been working on that, and he's been jacking the shots up and making them. So he's been our most consistent player. So, I mean, he's, he's been great. Obviously, you know, Trey had that big game, came back, even though he leads the team in scoring. You know a lot of that came in the fourth quarter. Hopefully he'll he'll get himself back to the more of that Mexico City Trey. And we'll we'll just keep moving from there. So like I said, guys, tough loss tonight, but 70 plus games left, long season. Let's keep it going. Let's go, Hawks, man. So it's your boy Bryce Lewis. Let's believe the Hawks episode. We'll see you next time.